Ask NT Write Anything podcast. Welcome to the brand new Ask NT Write Anything podcast, where I sit down with leading New Testament scholar Tom Wright and ask your questions. The show is brought to you by Premier in partnership with SBCK and NT Write Online. Tom is former Bishop of Durham, a celebrated theologian and author who's held numerous academic positions, currently Research Professor of New Testament and Early Christianity at the University of St Andrews in Scotland. I'm Justin Briley, Theology and Apologetics Editor for Premier, and so very glad that you're with us for today's introduction to this brand new podcast. We would love more people to discover this show, so please do rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from, and do let others know about the program. If you'd like more episodes, updates on the show, or want to ask a question yourself, then do register at the website, askntwrite.com. And to celebrate the launch of this podcast, we're giving away three copies of Tom Wright's acclaimed book, Paul, a biography to podcast listeners. Again, sign up at askntwrite.com before the end of December this year, and you'll be entered into the prize draw for those three copies of Paul, a biography do that at askntwrite.com. Tom, thank you so much for agreeing to do this very interesting and I'm hoping helpful and informative project for many people listening. <laughs> well, let's hope so. Yes, I'll do my best. <laughs> Just to give a little flavour of what we're trying to do in this brand new podcast, uh, it's all about listeners sending in their questions and allowing you the space to answer them. We've called it the Ask Anti Write Anything podcast. Um, probably car mechanics may not be the main thing that you're interested in. Car mechanics in. <laughs> wouldn't be uh, high on my list of priorities. I, I used to know how to change a wheel, but that was in the days when you, when you had to by the side of the road. And today you can't even get into the, the engine because it's all computerized. So you just have to call somebody. Uh, but um, you are pretty good at answering other kinds of questions. There are a few sorts of questions that I... Uh, reckon I should be able to have a stab at. Before we get into the rest of the podcast in which we'll be hearing some of those questions, um, I suppose it's in the Q&A, it's in very often when you've delivered a lecture and then you're engaging with your students, whether it be at St Andrews or Oxford or wherever you've you've been a, a tutor, that you actually dig into some of the most interesting stuff, isn't oh, it? Oh yes, I've often found that and uh, uh, though I enjoy doing lectures, uh, often it's when you get the Q&A that you realise, oh my goodness, that was something that was new to you and you need that spelt out and because you never quite know from audience to audience who knows what and where they are with different bits of reading and so on so there's there's always some surprises and mm. uh, and that that's great fun because then when I go back and either rewrite the lecture or write up a chapter of a book I think ah oh, yes now somebody was bothered about that we need just to be quite careful and take that step by step mm. so it's all it's always fun what are the most common questions you find yourself being asked? Obviously, there are many subjects you cover, but what are the typical things that tend to come yeah, up? It depends a lot on what sort of audience it is. I find that the big questions about life and death and what happens after death and how we know and, and all of that, those go on being really important. And depending on what sort of church background some people come from, uh, some people just assume an, an old-fashioned heaven and hell framework and the idea of new creation is totally new to them and they struggle mm. to get their heads around it and then all the sort of what-ifs and what do you say at a funeral kind of questions. Um, there are some people, um, it's a kind of select band for whom the precise definition of justification by faith is really the 
all-important question. Fine, I've spent <clears throat> some good years of my life <laughs> looking at that. Um, there are a lot of people who are much more interested now in the social and political and cultural meaning of the gospel in tomorrow's world. And sometimes there are people whose churches have said, you shouldn't go there, that's for the politicians. And other times they're saying, no, that's not good enough. God cares about the world. And, and how do we make the transition from Christian piety and theology into serious mm. cultural, social, political action? and so on i mean part of the aim of this podcast is to bring your thought and theology to a wide audience yeah. and um you've been doing that obviously through your books both the sort of lay level and academic books mm -hmm. aimed at a more sort of academic audience and of course there's the the anti right online courses which people right. can sign up for and do yeah and that's been that's been great fun i have to say this was a totally new idea when yeah. my colleague in america proposed it to me but but it clearly it's it's hitting a spot for many people do you think the, these ideas, which often, unfortunately, in theology can exist at the academic level, are filtering down, if you like, to the, the, yes, the main it's, level. Yes, it's funny. It's never quite felt like that for me because mm. I've often found that when I'm preparing a talk for a very um, unacademic uh, group, a group of sort of mother's union or school children or whatever, that often forces me to think through an issue which, as an ac academic, I might have been able to slide around by using some long words <laughs> and some, some uh, complicated footnotes, a and the other way around, that mm. Sometimes when I'm working on an academic project, there's a sort of aha moment which instantly translates into something to say in church the next Sunday morning. So for me, it's, it's all part of a rich mixture and you're never quite mm. sure which level is engaging with what. Now, I'm going to embarrass you by, by saying that you probably have become one of, if not the best known New Testament historian and scholar in the world. Um, your influence is, is felt all over the place, especially in North America. Why, why do you think your ideas have been so widely adopted and contested around the world yeah it, that's a that's a puzzle to me i mean i simply started out doing a doctorate in st paul and wanted to be a teacher etc and um carl Barth tells a story about his own early life to which he likens what happened when he wrote his romans commentary that when he was a, a, a lad he once naughtily climbed up inside the inside of the church tower when no one was around he wasn't supposed to do it and he thought he'd found a handrail to lean on and he lent on it and it turned out to be the bell rope and suddenly everybody in the village knew that there was someone in the church tower when there shouldn't have been and I've had a sense that I have been trying to find my way as a Christian trying to be loyal to Jesus trying to be faithful to the gospels um, and as I've done that I seem to have accidentally rung some bells which then to my surprise and and both delight and consternation a lot of people have said oh my goodness you never looked at it like that that's really helpful and other people have said oh no you can't say that that's very dangerous you're 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 going wrong and I've had to navigate between those two reactions and try to retain my own integrity and and fidelity to the text which is the the sheet anchor for me you know the the New Testament is where I start and where I finish that's that's what I'm trying to be loyal to and I think people have realized that and realized that I'm not one of those people who's saying well of course some of the New Testament's a bit silly or wrong or whatever I, that's that's not what I'm saying at all there are plenty of people who do that and so I think people are saying well if N.T. Wright is actually trying to be faithful to the text let's at least see how the argument goes even in the if in the end we want to disagree as of course people have got every right to do well I'm really looking forward <laughs> to spending time with you uh, over the next several episodes Tom as we 
dig into some of the questions that are being sent in. And we also get to know you a little more as a person. Um, we've got a little bit of a treat <laughs> coming up for listeners. Uh, we'll be hearing some of your musical talents as well <laughs> from time to time. I mean, what were the sort of formative musical influences as you were growing up and as you oh, entered your adult years? I, I sang in a church choir from the age of seven. And the first thing I sang in was Bach's Matthew Passion in the, in the little treble um, line that goes over some of the choruses. And then in a performance of Handel's Messiah when I was seven or eight. And those were absolutely formative. And I thank God for, for, for that induction in some of the great music of the western world and then singing the psalms and so on mm. but at the same time age sort of 10 11 12 this was the late 50s early 60s so we're talking that the, the transition from skiffle into rock and pop um and so early beatles cliff richard etc early the early cliff richard i should say <laughs> um and then through the 60s um bob dylan joan Baez, peter paul and mary etc while simultaneously um <laughs> I was at a school where they had an orchestra and they ran out of trombonists and the, the music master came and said to three of us, you, you and you, you singing in the choir, you can play a trombone, here you are, um, come and sit in the back row and we'll give you some easy stuff to play. I, I learnt some of the great classics in in a, an orchestra playing from scratch mm. um, and that's a great way to learn yeah. classical music yeah, like too. Greek's Piano Concerto, Schubert's Unfinished Symphony etc which I can still takes me back to sitting there waiting for my time <laughs> to come in. Well look we'll be uh, hearing <laughs> N.T. Wright unplugged at various points <laughs> in the podcast so look out for that little treat for podcast listeners if you make it through to the end of an episode uh, then uh, then you will be hearing uh, something you don't very often get to hear from Tom Wright but uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, in the meantime, we look forward to more questions coming in from you as we continue this podcast series. Very excited. And uh, I hope you're looking forward to it as well, Tom. Absolutely. No, this is going to be fun. Thank you. Thanks for being with us on this introduction to the brand new podcast. The first full episode is available now wherever you get your podcast from. And you can expect a new episode approximately every two weeks. Please do share it with others, rate and review us and sign up to ask questions, receive updates and of course have a chance to win one of those three copies of Paul, a biography. That's at askntwrite.com. You've been listening to the Ask N.T. Write Anything podcast. For more podcasts from Premier, visit premierchristianradio.com slash podcasts.